I'm Jack Simlicka and welcome to this episode of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Measuring the Success of a Standalone Precision Business, is being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. If this is your first time tuning in to our podcast series, I would encourage you to subscribe in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed here as well. And by subscribing, that will allow you to get an alert when upcoming episodes in our 2017 series are released and an opportunity to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes in 2016. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, it's no secret that precision farming is an increasingly competitive market for dealerships. While service can distinguish one retailer from another, independence can also be a beneficial route to separate you or your dealership from the precision pack. The fifth episode of our 2016 podcast series looked at the separation of the precision farming business at New Holland, Rochester, a seven location dealership group based in Rochester, Indiana, from the perspective of store owner Jim Strader. But there are two sides to establishing a standalone precision company. In 2010, Lanty Spud Armstrong took the role of building the brand and revenue at Ag Technologies, the precision-specific spin-off of New Holland Rochester. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast brought to you by Farmer's Edge, Spud shares his journey to include the successes and challenges of launching a standalone precision business. First thing off, it, it made sense to me. We 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 needed. I like the idea of of having a specialized group, um, and, and I wanted to move that direction. Uh, so, somebody called me. I mean, it. I said, yeah, it just makes sense to me. So, so we we went with that plan. Um, you know, reasons, rate controllers. You know, the boom height. Uh, that was something I hadn't experienced too much prior to that. Um, auto steer GPS. I thought, you know, this is not a this is not a big deal. Nothing new. And uh, Ag Leader come out with Optrix, end uh, sensing, and 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 Tremblehead Green Seeker. And those are things that I started looking at that thought made me think, yeah, we we need to start start specializing. And, and so we kept. I, I kind of went with the idea that Ag Tech would be the more of the advanced precision farming department. Um, the dealership, I, we didn't really have technicians at that point that was doing auto steer, but I could see in the future that, you know, I could take a, a, an advanced technician, teach him level one, or we could teach him level one precision farming, you know, take care of the auto steer. But when it comes to more advanced, the corn planters with uh, rate controllers, 
Um, Kinsey now has the turn compensation on the 4900s, things like that. You know, I had to keep pushing myself, but I didn't need to be the guy doing the easy steers and light bars as much anymore. So all this was making sense to me when Jim was was talking to me, and I had experience with all this, all these components already. So, and and with dealers, as far as the dealership uh, and, and the supplier, you know, we with New Holland and Tremble and and Ag Leader was somewhat tied with Tremble back in '06 and. And and Raven was something a little bit, you know, the 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 valves and controlling, not so much the displays, but when you get in the application world, you need to know Raven. Uh, they really do rule that that area. And so I, I knew a little bit about Raven, but until we got with Apache, and then later on with uh, Miller, the Miller uh, sprayers and, and New Holland sprayers, that's when I started to learn the Raven side of it and. Of course, Ag Express is everybody's friend. Uh, they've they've done a lot of repairs. They make a lot of cables, and then Vanguard was another one we did quite a bit of work with. So I dealt with all these people, but you know, it's not so much. I as far as more than auto steer, you know, that's what I was doing before 2010. So now we have all those those suppliers, and we're dealing with them a lot more. And we just talked in the last session uh, about. Uh, Vanguard is offering a, um, we're having trouble with fertilizer, trying to keep fertilizer flowing and doing a blockage monitor. And, and Vanguard's got individual uh, flow meters for each row. And, and we got a couple guys with the Kinsey corn planter that uh, we've, we've had some issues with uh, just getting it to flow right. And so that's another, we, we've gone after Vanguard pretty hard this year. That's, a, that's an easy sell. So there's things like that that we've picked up with. Um, as far as our customers, you know, we stand out by, by become, being our own independent ag dealership. I, I have separate financials from New Holland, Rochester, separate from Bluffton, all the other stores. You know, we are a separate business, and, and, I, and I portray that to, to every customer that comes in. Um, they understand that there's a difference. Now, if they go in and buy a tractor off a of gym, they know that I'm going to install it, but when it comes to getting service for that auto steer problem they're calling me and not bugging the guys at new holland rochester so that's kind of that's kind of a, a big thing with our customers i guess that I, I really am glad we did it that way um in the pf store we had our own building uh our own staff it stands out it's it's when you walk in the door we don't have grease guns and and uh, flashlights we have precision farming and sprayer parts i i don't i don't have a lot of other stuff in the in the showroom it, it makes me feel like i'm a dedicated and and i think the customer sees that i, I mean that's that's what we've built on and and like i said it's it's your own business and, and when people walk in the store they know they're getting what they're going to come in and pay for you know what they're paying for they're getting a dedicated precision uh, group and 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 as far as sprayers and 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 solar, they're getting what they're paid for when they walk in the door. It's not we're walking into a, a, a tractor store and we're going to throw that auto steer on for free. And six months down the road, um, you know who who's going to service it? It stands out, so they they get that point. And as I said, like your your, your uh, precision, your displays and stuff is all there. The parts sales service, uh, all those guys know precision uh most of them has been into advanced level two training 
we have our own shop, which was the old New Holland Rochester shop and, and was a player shop. But the neat thing about having our own shop is we don't have to uh, worry about having the space to bring in a corn planter, put clutches on or, or uh, a sprayer to do boom height. We, we have our own shop. That's what we work on in that shop. And guys come in, they see that, they know that. And it doesn't take away from the other work that has to be done in the other building. And it's kind of, it's, it's been a nice thing because of doing training. Uh, we have our own location that I don't have to go over to the New Holland Rochester shop and say, hey, I got 50, 60 guys coming in. I need a corner of the shop. Uh, you guys can't work in here today because I got to train in here. And I don't have to go rent another facility. Everybody is coming to our store a lot. I have done some off-site presentations and stuff, but most of the time I like doing it at the store. Gets guys in our store, and, and so that's been been a blessing for us. We are a pla- we are a place for all the other stores to call. Um, we we've started adding some specialists at the other locations. Uh, Bluffton is actually the next one that's that's getting a, a specialist started, and and but we have level one technicians at each store, and, and those guys. They can handle the easy stuff, you know, uh, auto steer and, and, and easy steer and installs as far as that goes too. They handle most of that. But when you get in a corn planter and, and, and it's doing this or doing that and the guy goes, hey, you know, I, I'm lost, they give us a call and we can help them fix it. And, and we bill them. We send them a bill just like I would send a customer a bill. And, and, and that's how we, we kind of di- differentiate that money between their store and ours. So... And we help get things fixed faster. I mean, that that technician that that is is a level one guy. Well, a lot of times he'll be working on the combines and other stuff, and he doesn't have to know everything about everything to to make it work. And and that's where we come in. We're we're his support. Obviously, if it's something that that needs to be uh, sent in to our sys through CNH or or uh, tech support, you know, those guys also have to do that. But we we support them when when they're behind. So. And we have all the service units. Uh, the nice thing, I mean, we are an hour and a half away, but we carry all the service units. It keeps us from having, having those sitting at each store a lot of times. I mean, we got some basic light bars and stuff, but, you know, an RTK unlocked display, we usually keep those at our store. If a guy has one go out, we are an hour and a half away, but we can put, put it in a truck and deliver it, put it in. Um, and that saves each store location from having to have that service unit. So that, that's been a plus there. As far as warranty, uh, you know, we, we can keep track of the parts going in and out, keep track of serial numbers. That's one thing that we've kind of felt, felt like, or I felt like before, um, at the, at the each ag location, if, if the guys weren't getting the serial numbers down, you have to have that stuff and have to have it documented. That's one thing that, that a lot of, all nav, a lot of the nav controllers and stuff. If a if a New Holland store needs it, we actually purchase it into our store. We get the serial number, and then a lot of times we'll send it out to each one of those locations because we are our own New Holland store as well. I mean, it's even though it's Ag Technologies, it's a precision business. It does have its own New Holland uh, dealership code too. So we order it in and then send it out to the other stores a lot of times, and that's been a blessing to me to try to keep the serial numbers and and, and that stuff straight. So and. Parts obsolescence, uh, you know, things change quite rapidly in this business, and we keep track of that stuff a lot easier at our store. Something doesn't set on a shelf at another store for nine months, and everybody kind of forgets about it. 
we keep track of that pretty close and, and try to keep that stuff moving. So that's that's another advantage for what we're doing. Um, the sales volume is a lot more accurate when with our our business system. Um, when we were at the when I worked at the New Holland Rochester location, uh, everything was mixed together. It was hard to separate out the PF business from the PF sales versus a tractor sale versus a combine sale. Um, that was really hard for me to see the see the light per se. And as we separated it out, we have we do sell whole goods still, but the way the system works, it, it, it's a lot easier to see. I, I can tell you uh, any any day of the week, I can pull a financial record and, and give you a, a number of what we've sold precision now, which at the other store that was going to be difficult. So I, I just felt like that 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 was a big advantage for us. Um, and sales volume as far as um, all of our other equipment parts, you know, they're, they're staying accurate. Um, as far as the parts end of it, uh, we just aren't having the problems we had when it was all in one store trying to keep track of everything. So uh, inventory seems to stay correct, and that's a good thing. So that was a plus. Um, the whole good salesman, as far as the sales benefit, the whole good salesman don't have to know everything about it. They just need to know to get a hold of us. We can go out with them, try to try to sell them on the idea. You know, it was brought up earlier about uh, the the service side of things and sales pushing back on the service contracts. I still get that, but you know, on the sales benefit side of it, they like calling me and hey, figure this problem out, and and so that that's been a uh, it's good for them because they don't have to know everything. Jack all trades, master none. And we have our own customers that might not buy New Holland equipment. Um, I sold a ton of stuff to deer guys for a long time. It's kind of getting harder now with the way uh, deer is gone with their with their CAN bus systems and things. It, they're they're making it harder for us. But we we've picked up some guys that were were, were pretty diehard deer. Um, some case guys, not as much, but. Uh, I would say, you know, 2010, 11, we were probably going on 50% of the equipment we were going on was, was other brands, um, which it has to be because we are, we are kind of the underdog in, in our area um, as far as number of vehicles out there. So, so that helped us, and, and we picked up business from that. Like I said, we have uh, one training hall and tech at each, each equipment location, but, but we are a source for them. Um, you know, when, when they need help, we're there. But on the flip side, you know, if, if we have, if we get swamped with work and I need to pull a guy, I can call one of my locations and, and a lot of times get a guy out of that location, especially if it's, you know, something simple or, or if it's, they're a lot closer, they can take care of it sometimes that when I can't get there. So that, that's been a asset to me. Um, when I st went back in 06 to 010, it seemed like I run non-stop seven days a week um sometimes it seems like it is going 12 14 hours a day and, and and so having the guys around has has helped me a lot uh i've been a lot more flexible but i still do a lot of a lot of that work too so and the phone support has has really focused to the ag technology store since we've done that um it doesn't get caught up in the ag equipment stores calling in you know and trying to get get a hold of a technician they might be on the road or something a lot of guys call call our store now um and, and that's freed up the phone systems at the other stores and 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 it gets the customer going faster they're 
they're they're wanting they don't want to get bounced around on the phone and that's 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 what we're doing there so we think that's a big positive of doing that and as everybody's talked about service contracts uh we we definitely don't have ours figured out yet but we're working at it and and it's a must um one thing that i've kind of pushed is is if the when the customer buys something if if that service contract I give I put in front of them and they check yes or no if they want it. If they say no, it says right there that you're going to pay shop rate. It gives you a way out to to bill them so they don't come back on you. Um, and, and by being part of the ag tech building, that's one of our responsibilities is the service contracts set up for the other stores. We kind of manage that. So, and and it's nice the if they buy a tractor off a of gym, you know they buy it but they they kind of get that feeling it's made it easier that okay that auto steer did come from ag technologies um you know they're taking care of it so so when you go to bill a customer they don't give you quite the grief they did when i worked at the store by itself so something to keep keep in mind We'll be right back to the program and hear more from Spud. But uh, I did want to again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Reflecting on Spud's discussion so far, he emphasized the significance of standing out with customers as an independent dealership and how this can project a positive image for customers. Although the change didn't happen overnight, customers did begin to accept and rely on Spud and his team rather than the equipment dealership for precision products and support. Having a single store has also helped Egg Technologies build its reputation as the go-to place for precision needs, which Spud says has helped streamline both delivery and billing of service. Let's jump back into the program now and hear more from Spud Armstrong on his management strategies and the collaborative benefits of having an equipment dealership next door. Like I said, we had we did have the facility that made it a lot easier to, to do. I understand that if you had to go out and build your own facility, that that might not be the most easiest decision to make. But but since we had it there, it, it made it a lot easier for us. Between our stores, we're kind of on the northern tip of it. Um, we've kind of grown and expanded, and as we expanded, we went farther south. So I'm not as centrally located as what I was before, originally, and and so that. That makes it difficult um, doing what I'm doing a little bit, uh, but it's just something you think about. And foot traffic, as as being an independent store, if a guy comes into New Holland, Rochester, which we said is 150 feet away from us, um, 
I, I was working in that building. I seen a guy come in and get a filter. If I wanted to ask him a question, he was right there. Um, now, if he comes in to buy a filter, unless he has a reason to come into my store, he won't actually pull in and talk to me. So that is a little bit of a negative, but I do, I do spend quite a bit of time next door, uh, going back and forth. And I still catch a lot of customers and get to talk to them, but, but that's one thing I miss. And I know Tim brought up, you guys are right across from the NRCS. I'm telling you, this is a great thing. Jim, when, when that was back in 80, 1990, put up uh, a building right across the street from us, and uh, you still, you're renting that to the NRCS. So everybody has to, all the farmers in the county have to come within 50 feet of our door at least once, twice a year. So, so that's a good thing. That's, that's not all bad. And I catch a lot of guys coming over from, from being in that building and they'll stop in and talk. So things like that always help you. Um, but foot traffic is, is big. And that's one thing I, I, I miss at my store. I don't, you have to have a reason to drive the customer in the door. And, and, and before it was kind of nice piggybacking with, with equipment side, guys are always coming in, getting hydraulic hose, whatever. I don't see that as much as what I did before. So part service and sales, we're all in one store. Um, it's nice because I talk to everybody, um, about every morning I'll, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes discussing what everybody did the day before. I, I know what my guys are doing. That's a lot easier than trying to manage all the guys at the other stores and try to keep track of everything that that's made life for easy for me. Um, and, and what, as we grow, I think I will spend more time with the guy, the specialists at the other stores, you know, spend a, spend a day calm at least, at least once a week, if not multiple times a week to try to make sure that they're keeping up with what they're doing. Um, but it's going to be something we got to watch as we grow. Um, but I do like that knowing what everybody's got going on on their plate. You know, if we got parts that's back ordered, um, there's something we can do about it. And, and, and it just seems like it's been a lot easier than when I was at the, at the Rochester store, we got, uh, four parts, uh, personnel that, that order parts. And, and so one day parts guy, a orders and the next day parts guy B orders. And sometimes that stuff gets confusing. If, if, if you have something on back order and you can't find it, um, it, it just makes it easier where, what we're doing. So, um, and it's easier to manage employees. Um, you can keep them on track. Um, we're centrally focused. They're not working on a auto steer today and a, and a combine tomorrow, um, corn planter the next day, and then back to a sprayer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm keeping us focused on just the precision side of it, not so much the mechanical sides of the equipment, uh, you know, hydraulic lines or hydrostat problems, stuff like that. Um, and I know about, you know, if a service guy's having problems, they know to call me, we talk about it. And I know what the problems are that day. So just kind of helps keep everybody on focus. Um, and I said before the business measurements, we, we can track stuff a lot easier with, with the way it is. I, I, my business systems run separate from the other company. So all that other stuff doesn't get mixed in and, and, and that's a big deal to me. I, I like, like that part of it. Um, and outside the organization, um, it's kind of funny that, I mean, being, a part of New Holland, my New Holland reps, I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of them. Um, you know, they, they travel, a lot of them travel to Northern Michigan all the way to central Ohio and Southern Indiana. And, and I get those guys will talk to 
other dealerships and they they have been giving me calls you know asking questions and so i feel like that that they look up to us as we're doing the right thing and 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 we know what we're doing and and so i've 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 had to i've had calls from all over you know and and try to help i try to help the other dealers you know one thing you got to do i mean we all talk about charging you got to make money but you got to remember uh, don't burn your bridges you, you, you need to work with everybody because someday you might need help and, and that guy might be the guy that help you at the other end. So don't don't ever burn your bridges with, with other dealers. And, and, and even with uh, neighboring dealers, whether it's a deer or a Case IH dealer or a New Holland dealer, uh, Trimble dealer, you know, watch watch how you, what you do. Uh, I know they're your competition, but you, you never know. They might bail you out. So that's some advice I can give you, I guess. And... Just looking to see, this was an interesting picture. I took this back uh, back in 2010. We were, this is the first tiling machine we set up with tile. Um, we was out, and tiling's pretty interesting for me because the wintertime, I mean, we're busy with sales, but we don't do a lot of, a lot of out-service calls and stuff, and, and tiling was an interesting business for me to get into because that was a, something you could spread out beside your regular regular season hours and and i'll tell you if, you, if you're not in the tiling uh, after this year it's something you might want to be looking at because it's it's a good business for for us too so i guess we'll turn it over for questions if jack wants to do that when you say you got your own store in your own location you got your own shop how in in depth do you go when you're working on planters and sprayers do you go down to the point where you're changing discs out um, doing planter inspections like a, or is it just strictly whatever the precision equipment's going to control, like a clutch, say, or harnesses? Uh, usually, usually what we do, um, if we were doing like preseason maintenance or something like that, maybe I would get into that. But usually, when a planner, if I'm going to work on a planner in my shop, I'm I'm putting a precision something precision related onto it, whether it's hydraulic drive or or clutch control or something like that. Now, if it gets down to the point that, hey, I'm looking at this planner and I'm going to say, hey, this guy needs opener or something like that put on it, then that gets moved moved to our other shop. I, I don't do that work. Or if that planner's sitting there, I might have those guys come over and they'll do it in our shop. I mean, I've done that before. But, um, you know, we, we do not we don't get into that part of the business because that's that's the ag related side and we send them that direction just a quick follow-up on that uh, spud there is how often do you find yourself going the other way you just said that their mechanics may come over to yours how often do you send your people over across the other and how that relationship works all about every day <laughs> um we we go we've we actually the a lot of the technicians we we will move back and forth at times um you know busy season um especially the planners i mean steve uh graham is one of our technicians and and, and the guy uh he he's good he's just as good as any of my precision guys that i got working for me and and there's times i'll call him and he'll he'll make calls for us but even even in the shop you know we get a new tractor in something's wrong they do the 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 tier one tech will do do his initial setup on it if something is not right and they can't figure it out you know, we're, we're over there helping them. And, and, and as that happens, I got a work order that goes across the street and he's got a work order that comes across the street to me. We bill each other, um, same as if we were customers, working with customers. Do you have any agronomists on staff? And if not, do you intend to add any? 
we we do partner I, I partner quite a bit with agronomists that uh but but as jim said there's there's some really good ones in our area there's no use to me trying to reinvent the wheel there but uh i do have strong partnerships with them actually one of them uh was an ag leader dealer they they decided to go the the that direction and when they did they, they called me they wanted me to to buy out their remaining equipment and and they wanted to they, they send their customers to me a lot so i mean it's it works better that way that's why we did that uh, probably going back to the same question with them corn planters i understand you have the shop do it but something in my experience i don't know if it, it's more economical for the precision farming division just to take the just like corn planters for instance we do a lot of them and what we run into is when we're out in the field and doing the service on them or getting the guy started we're generally there doing the mechanical aspect of it as well moving things up and down so I thought from an economical standpoint, it'd be better to take the whole thing on. In, in that case, in, in that relation, uh, uh, our, our Kinsey guys were Kinsey dealership. Um, a lot of times, as I said, Steve Graham, he, he's a, he's our Kinsey technician. He's our main guy on, on planners. Um, and I can send him and bill him just like uh, he is one of my technicians, but he knows precision farming really well. So in, in an instance like that, if I was doing a, a pre-season inspection on a planter, checking out some monitors and stuff, and I wanted him to, or, you know, the customers need some other stuff. I, if it's a planter deal, I'll probably send Steve a lot. Um, that's just the way that situation is. Um, you know, and, and the customer, it comes out of our, our billing and I actually pay Steve to go work on it. So it's kind of like outsourcing it in a way, but it's at the end of the day, it's still his. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but sometimes that makes more sense than, than, uh, me trying to be a planner expert. I, I've not been to Kinsey's, uh, training. Um, Steve has, that's one thing that, um, I guess if I felt like I needed to go somewhere and get some training, I have not been to, to any of the Kinsey training, but Steve has, and me and him work back and forth. And, and so when, when there's a precision question on a planner that I feel like it's out of my realm, you know, he's the guy we go to. to and so in that case, I would send him probably to inspect that planner instead of me doing it or whoever else at the store, uh, just the way I do it. And, and he knows the openers, you know, he can, he can look at some of that stuff that I, I don't feel like that, I mean, I need to know it, but I don't want to be the expert on it, you know. So that's that's why I would send him, you know. And and every you know every thing is, you know, every every scenario is different. Every farmer farm you go on is different. Um, we all know that. So you know, if I'm sending a guy to do that inspection, I usually know that ahead of time and know what know what who to send and what to do there. As you talk about staff, think about staffing and talk about it. You know, you're you're now staffing precision-minded people for two businesses. You know, you've got your seven locations for your dealer equipment dealership, and then however many additional uh, specialists or technicians related to precision at Ag Tech. How do you how do you manage that, and how do you find enough people to just physically fill those roles and be knowledgeable at what they're doing? You know the. It's, it's hard to find, I, I will say it's hard to find uh, people that have the knowledge that it takes to be in precision farming. Um, not so much the the knowns, but the unknowns. I mean, 
I farm. I, I go home every day and farm. Uh, I work 12, 14 hours a day about year round. But um, I have a hard time when, when we meet people to I'll talk about stuff and, the, and, the, and they don't understand what I'm talking about. And, and, and I got a purse guy right now. That he, he's, he's a guy that grew up in town. And, and what I found is like for bringing those guys in, I'll, I'll invite them to come work with me some and, and most of them will do it on their own time to, to learn more and, and be better. Um, so to get that, that to fill those roles, it, it can be tough. Everybody, everybody faces it. Um, it don't matter if I live in Indiana or, or uh, Iowa, trying to find the right guy for that job. It can be, can be tough that way and having the background, but, um, we, we have pulled from within, uh, for most of our PF guys and, and, uh, so I've dealt with them before, and, and, and those guys know, as far as management-wise, they know what's expected of them, what they need to do. Um, I'm just there to kind of give them the ideas and try to direct them, and I do that for Jim. You know, I mean, that's that's the part of it that, that that's why we do what we do. And, you know, we didn't – I would say we added a few guys because of ag technologies, but um, – we may have eliminated a couple people that I wouldn't say eliminate them, but we moved them from Rochester to Ag Tech. So expense-wise, for the group as a whole, probably didn't change a whole lot. Um, but we refocused them from where they were at. Um, but as we were growing the same time, I mean, we we're adding people, so it's kind of hard to say that too. I, I mean, that's just the way I see it, I guess. Well, thank you to Spud and those listeners who would like to see more coverage of his presentation mentioned during the program, please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com. And again, we'd like to recognize and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And once again, if you haven't done so already, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series on iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released or to go back and check out any of the 15 episodes in our 2016 series. You can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free daily e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and also on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on January 25th for the next episode in our 2017 podcast series. And be sure to look for continuing coverage of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Summit event throughout the coming year. For Spud Armstrong, Farmer's Edge, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening.